Hello and welcome to episode 106 of Beekeeping at Five Apple Farm. This is Lee. I am so glad that you've joined me today. I have kind of an announcement. Very shortly here, I'm going to read you the article that I promised last time. But before that, in case some of you don't make it to the end of the article, I wanted to let you know I am going to be pausing the podcast until about Valentine's Day. But it's for a good reason, and that is I am going to be working on a handbook of splits. You know, I've talked so much at how amazing it is once you learn some of the, I don't know, more esoteric or less well-known types of splits. It is just amazing how precise you can get, if the gods are willing, (laughs) whenever you make a split for what it is you're trying to achieve. Whether you're trying to achieve a brood break, whether you're trying to achieve the most nukes possible from one split. Whatever it is you're attempting to do, there is probably a split that will help. And I find that this topic is, in my opinion, just not covered well enough in the educational materials because generally speaking, beekeepers, uh, particularly commercial beekeepers, but it, it applies to us backyard folks as well. It's easy to just get a split that you know how to do. And whenever you need to split, you're like, oh, I'll use that split. But the truth is, depending on the season, depending on the size of the hive that you're splitting, depending on so many things, there is probably a split that is absolutely perfect for what it is you're trying to accomplish. So I want to dive deep, assemble all this research that I have done just for myself over the years about different kinds of splits, and I'm going to write y'all a cookbook. And that is, is a recipe book for different kinds of splits. I aspire to having that ready for you by Valentine's Day. Now, if you have been a patron, and if over the time that you've been a patron, you have supported this podcast with at least 24 total dollars, then you will get a free copy of this split handbook. It doesn't have a name yet. It is already in the works, at least on paper in a notebook, and I've started on it. In the holiday spirit, I want to let you all know that even though there won't be podcasts released here on the main channel, probably until about Valentine's Day, if I have anything that I just can't wait to tell you, I will release a little bonus content over at patreon.com. So if you have not already, I would love to have you join us over at patreon.com slash fiveapple, F-I-V-E-A-P-P-L-E. If you haven't joined us over there on Patreon, there are many pages and links and little asides and little snapshots that I have put on there, even some tiny videos for the patrons. And if you want something to look over and listen to during the break, then I would welcome you to join us there. Again, patrons that have been supported for a while or up to $24, you will be getting the handbook as a gift and a thank you. I will have it available both in an ebook type format for speed and ease. And then if for any reason you can't do that and you want a printed format, I will actually mail you one. Of course, I'll have to get your mailing address and we'll work on that after the first of the year. And in the holiday spirit, Patreon will not be charging any of the patrons that are currently members. They won't be charging you anything for December and January. Whatever pledge you made, I'm going to put it on pause. So there'll be no charge in December and January during this break. For all of you, if you join new, then I believe it automatically charges you the day you join for whatever your pledge is. 
So just be aware of that if you're joining now, but I would very much welcome you and I will keep an eye on the messages that I get from the patrons over there so that if if you have any burning questions and if I can get to them, then I will do my best to answer there. Okay, so I'm pretty excited about that. But in the meantime, I want to conclude what I had started telling you about last week, which is this neat startup business here in North Carolina by some beekeeping researchers. I had mentioned that they have, this team has created a pheromone spray that can be sprayed onto a section of a capped brood frame. Using that, you can figure out which of your hives have the most hygienic tendencies. And that would steer you along with the other qualities that you're selecting for in your bees, but that would steer you to the right queens to make more of in your yard. This would probably be a thing where I would say it might not be worth it unless there's like a, I don't know, maybe you have a dozen hives or so that you're working with. But even if you individually don't have a dozen hives, if a group of beekeepers got together and had their hives and decided that as a group they were going to make more queens from whichever queens scored the best on the hygienic outlook, then that would be an idea too. So this article is about the business that is growing up around this discovery. The business is called Optera, which means wings. This article I got online from the UNCG research website. And that's researchmagazine.uncg.edu. And that's University of North Carolina, Greensboro. I will put a link to the actual article in the show notes. So here's the article. Be business. From a grad school discovery to launching a company, two UNCG alums take a big swing for bees. Some people dream about scientists. Others aspire to be business owners. To use her findings to do good, Dr. Kara Wagoner, it looks like Kyra, but luckily they have the pronunciation here, Kara Wagoner, has decided to be both, launching a startup with UNCG alum Phoebe Snyder. And I believe Phoebe is the one who came and spoke with our bee club. So if you're looking for an interesting speaker, Phoebe might be a good one for you. Bee business. It's not easy being a baby bee. The hive doesn't revolve around the developing insect. Instead, the brood consisting of the eggs, larvae, and pupae are part of a larger whole whose health holds higher stock than any one individual. Diseases and mites are the hive's most significant threats, including the famed Varroa destructor mite. Beekeepers are losing up to 40% of their colonies every year due to these threats, says Dr. Kara Wagoner, a research scientist at UNCG. But some honeybees have sniffed out a curious method to reduce disease in their hives. These specialized adults can smell when a developing bee is unhealthy and will uncap its cell, so the unhealthy brood can be inspected and, if found sick, removed from the hive. Scientists call this pheromone-driven process hygienic behavior. Quote, making the sacrifice of an individual unhealthy bee improves the health of the colony, quote, Wagoner says. We think of a honeybee colony as a superorganism. The focus is on the colony as a whole. During her doctoral studies at UNCG, Wagner became curious about how bees communicate to perform this hygienic behavior. She discovered that elevated levels of certain compounds on sick baby bees serve as a signal to the adults. Specific cuticular hydrocarbons were slightly elevated if the honeybee pupa was unhealthy, she says. 
Bees are so sensitive in their ability to smell that they can detect these tiny changes. Wagner had answered her question, but she wasn't done. I love to take science and turn it into something that's really applied and useful, she explains. I think it's important to not only communicate science, but to use it to do good. There's a photo here of Dr. Wagner and the caption, she's holding up a frame of bees and the caption says, after completing a UNCG master's and doctorate, Wagner is continuing her impactful bee research with the university, first as a postdoc and now as a research scientist. Cutting edge science in a spray bottle. Wagner began investigating how her findings could practically improve beekeeping. Beekeepers, she knew, used a variety of tactics to identify and selectively breed for bees that have a knack for hygienic behavior. One of the most common was freezing brood with liquid nitrogen and testing how much removal of the dead brood happens over 24 hours. But Wagner's compounds offered the possibility of identifying more sensitive hygienic bees with less harm to the brood. Chemists at UC Riverside and UNCG helped Wagoner synthesize her target compounds in the lab. Then she and her collaborators put a mix of these compounds to the test. In Wagner's assay, pheromones are sprayed on a section of capped brood, which is then placed back in the hive. If the bees can sense the elevated compounds, they will uncap the brood cell to inspect it. After two hours, the researchers measure the percentage of uncapping in the treated area. Since the hive will eventually recap healthy brood, the assay leaves them unharmed. Using this test on multiple colonies, the researchers gave each colony a hygienic score. Higher scoring hives, Wagoner explains, have fewer mites, lower virus loads, and can be bred to produce bees that are less reliant on beekeeper interventions to survive. The new test the researchers found was not just less detrimental to the brood, it was also more accurate. The science solidified a business product, a spray bottle containing their compounds for beekeepers to identify their most hygienic bees for breeding. It also resulted in three patents for Wagoner and her mentor at the time, Dr. Olav Rupel. I hope I'm saying that right. From a lab launch to launching a business. As a postdoctoral fellow, Wagoner was exploring how to bring her product to market. Unexpectedly, a lab lunch led to her next big step. <laughs> I read that as launch in the uh, head, in the subtitle, but it was actually from a lab lunch. L-U-N-C-H. Okay. Unexpectedly, a lab lunch led to her next big step. Her lab mate, master's student Phoebe Snyder, had an entrepreneurial upbringing. I grew up observing my mother launch multiple businesses, Snyder said. I knew I eventually wanted to do that. As Wagoner explained her ideas over lunch, the two began brainstorming, jotting down notes on a napkin. I still have the napkin on my fridge. It's a little sentimental, Snyder says with an easy laugh. That was one of those moments where I realized this was going to propel my career in another direction. Wagoner and Snyder have come a long way since these napkin musings. They reached out to launch UNCG, the university's innovation and entrepreneurship arm, to gain insight into making their idea a reality. The office guided us through the process, Wagoner said. We were scientists with an invention, and we became entrepreneurs with an up-and-coming product. They went through launch UNCG and North Carolina AT&T's regional NSF iCorps program. That's I-C-O-R-P-S program, a sort of boot camp for researchers seeking to launch their innovations in the marketplace. Their success got them into the National I-Corps program. 
In these programs, they interviewed about 200 beekeepers. This process gave us laser-focused kind of view of what, what the needs actually are and such a better understanding of the industry, says Snyder. Optera. Wagoner and Snyder launched their company, Optera, in December 2020. The name is the suffix for many different orders of flying insects, like Hymenoptera, the order that contains bees, says Snyder. It means wings. The duo also acquired funding. Kara is a beast at grant writing, says Snyder. The research scientist has received 13 out of the 15 grants she has applied for, including an NSF Small Business Technology Transfer Grant of over $250,000. Another important piece, it was a matching North Carolina Department of Commerce grant, explains Wagoner. That one North Carolina small business program funding has been critical, ensuring that we aren't missing a field season as we apply for phase two funding from the NSF. They're also bringing additional expertise through worldwide partnerships. We have collaborators conducting independent field tests of the compounds in Vermont, Canada, Belgium, the Netherlands, and Australia, says Wagoner. We are also working with Be Informed Partnership, which is a nonprofit organization helping U.S. beekeepers. As the partners work to refine their product and apply for Phase two funding, they have big goals and a waiting list of beekeepers and business collaborators already eyeing their product. People are excited about it. And let me just say, this is Lee. I have put myself on their waiting list for to uh, to buy a bottle of this stuff. During each step, they keep the big picture in mind. Our goal is to help make lives better for bees, beekeeper, and consumers of honeybee products, Wagner says. Bees are critical for 30% of the food we eat, so we're hoping to help improve food security and pollination services on a global scale. That's a big thing, but our ambition is grounded in good science. We expect big results from flower to farmer to fork. So that's the article that I mentioned, the pretty cool product that hopefully will be coming to market sometime soon that we can try out, those of us who are selecting for hygienic bees. So with that, my friends, I want to wish you all a wonderful holiday season. I hope it is full of love and time with those you love. And also, as the year draws to an end, I hope you will write down your aspirations for the bee season 2023. I hope you will keep learning and studying, maybe challenge yourself to read a bee article or watch a different bee video or something like that every single week <laughs> through the winter. For some of you, that's not going to be hard. You're you're already there with the magazines and the websites. But even if you thought, you know, I'm, I'm glad to take a break from my bees, I have to say the holidays are a great time to have a little stack of bee magazines and bee books around for those lolling about days when you have some time to read and look at stuff. And I I hope everybody gets some time like that this season. So with that, I'm going to sign off. I appreciate every single one of you. If any of you want to get in touch with me, please just go to patreon.com slash five apple and send me a message there. Warm wishes and gratitude to you all, and I'll see you in the new year.